0: right now. Command the season at Herson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Herson's has 0% financing and leases starting at $129 per month. Check them out at Herson'sKia.com
1: Peaceful vibes, spectacular views. Life's just a little sweeter this time of year at the Central Coast of North Carolina. Treat yourself to a cozy getaway and take in the crisp air and relaxing sounds of the Central Coast water. Enjoy a specialty cruise, nature's beauty, and amazing wildlife. Plan your cozy getaway today at onlyinonslow.com. That's onlyinonslow.com. Get cozy at the Central Coast of North Carolina.
2: Well, you want to know how creepy big tech is? It's super creepy now. So creepy that they actually know who you are, who you vote for. Yeah, they know exactly what you believe in. They know everything about you. They know everything about you. They know it all. You want to know how much they know it all? Oh, yeah. They know exactly who you like, who you don't like. What will, what will appeal to you with a political candidate? What won't? And now we're finding out that in the weeks leading up to the election in swing states, Google was doing the job of the Democratic Party. Only reminding people using Google who were Democrat, they believed, or would vote Democrat, would get an alert that you might want to early vote or register to vote. That's right. We have new data now tonight, new information on this. Coming up in a moment, we're also going to be joined by U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn to explain what Congress is going to try to do to make sure that this can't ever happen again. There were periods of days, by the way, when the voting reminder on Google's homepage was being sent only to liberals. Not one of the conservative filled agents received a vote reminder during those days. When Google finally got busted, they backed off after this information went public. Quote, they literally shut off the manipulation that night. And so only just four days before the election were they showing vote reminders to everyone, meaning showing it to conservatives. Now, this is nothing more than working for the campaigns. This should be considered a contribution. When you purposely try to not remind people that you think are going to vote for a candidate you don't like to not vote, which is what Google was doing. And then you only tell people to vote that you think might vote for the candidate that you do like, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. You then find yourself exactly with what Google did. Now, let's be clear about this. This isn't like some random accusation. This is what Google did. How big of an impact did it have? Google shifted a minimum. Robert Epstein said, of 6 million votes in 2020 because of the way that they limited how you can search using Google. What information you can and cannot find using Google. This is what they have now done. Should they be allowed to do this? I would argue no. Is this a terrible idea? I would also argue that this is un-American. But if you're using Google, this is exactly what you're helping support. Now, Marcia Blackburn will join us in a moment, but I do want you to hear part of what was said on Tucker Carlson's show last night about this. And it was
3: extremely eye-opening. Take a listen. Tonight, You've heard a lot over the past few days about the security of our electronic voting machines. And this is a real issue, no matter who raises it or who tries to dismiss it out of hand as a conspiracy theory electronic voting is not as secure as traditional hand counting period it never will be as secure voters can see this because it's obvious and it makes them nervous and why wouldn't it make them nervous our leaders have given us every reason not to trust technology the people now telling us to stop asking questions about voting machines are the same ones who claimed that our phones weren't listening to us they lie we all know that Other countries understand it. They don't use electronic voting because they know it undermines confidence in democracy. A system cannot function if no one trusts the vote. And that's true here too, as we're finding out. Going forward, we need to find out exactly what happened in this month's presidential election. We need to find out no matter how long it takes the investigation to unfold or how much it costs. And once we get answers from that investigation, we ought to revert immediately to the traditional system of voting, the one that served our democracy for hundreds of years. What we're doing now is not working. That's an understatement. As of tonight, the state of New York still hasn't managed to count the votes in five house races thanks to mail-in voting. That's a disaster. Let's stop pretending that it's not. But at the same time, we shouldn't let our focus on voting machines distract us from all that happened earlier this month. The 2020 presidential election was not fair. No honest person would claim that it was fair. On many levels, the system was rigged against one candidate and in favor of another. And it was rigged in ways that were not hidden from view. We all saw it happen. The media openly colluded with the Democratic nominees. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris refused to explain what they would do if they were elected. That's never happened before in any presidential election in American history. But the media allowed them to do it. At the same time, beginning in the spring, Democrats used our public health emergency for nakedly partisan ends. They punished Trump supporters for trying to gather, but they exempted their own activists, rioters and vandals from BLM and Antifa, from the COVID lockdowns entirely. They said this out loud. The restrictions they did enforce crushed America's small businesses, the heart of the Republican Party. And yet they made their own donors fantastically richer. Jeff Bezos alone saw his net worth jump by more than $70 billion during the pandemic. Then Democrats used the coronavirus to change their system of voting. They vastly increased the number of mail-in ballots because they knew their candidates would benefit from less secure voting, and they were right. They used the courts to neutralize the Republican Party's single most effective get-out-the-vote operation, which for generations had been the National Rifle Association. Not enough has been written about this, but anyone on the ground saw it. Thanks to legal harassment from the left, The NRA played a vastly reduced role in this election, and that made a huge difference in swing states like Pennsylvania and others. But above all, Democrats harnessed the power of big tech to win this election. Virtually all news and all information in the English-speaking world travels through a single company, Google. A huge percentage of our political debates take place on Facebook and Twitter. If you use technology to censor the ideas that people are allowed to express online, ultimately you control how the population votes. And that's exactly what they did. They rigged the election in front of all of us and nobody did anything about it. Dr. Robert Epstein saw this coming. Epstein is one of the world's foremost experts on the effect of big tech on politics. Epstein is not a partisan Trump supporter. In fact, he's a Democrat. But he believes in democracy, and for years he has warned that Silicon Valley could steal this election. This is what he said when we spoke to him about a year ago. Uh, Google and similar companies like
0: Facebook are, are completely unregulated in the United States, so they can do whatever they please. And if they all work together in 2020 to support the same presidential candidate, which is very likely, and probably it'll be a candidate that I support, by the way, uh, they can shift upwards of 15 million votes uh, with no one knowing that they've been manipulated and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace.
2: What I said could happen actually did happen. I told you it was going to happen. You didn't listen. I warned people in Washington. This is what was going to happen. They also did not listen. This is what happens when you allow big tech to get too big. This is what happens when you allow big tech to decide who the winner is. When you don't hold them accountable for their actions. They silence conservatives. Shut down your reach on pages. Take away your ability to advertise. They flag tweets. That they disagree with is fake news, so no one can see it. They don't do any of this to Joe Biden, of course. And then, days and weeks before the election, they really stick it to you by making sure that only people that are Democrats, only people they believe are going to vote Democrat, get the alerts that there's an election and you should participate. If you're a conservative, you don't see anything at all. You got Google that's manipulating election results. You got Google that has decided that. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Let me. I want to make sure I say that clear. You have Google that is manipulating search results during the election. That's a fact. The question is: Is that illegal? If you are working on behalf of a presidential campaign. And it's very clear that Google had decided who they're working for. It was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That should be considered an in-kind donation. This is exactly why this whistleblower warned about it over a year ago. And, and Google's search manipulation in the 2020 election. This manipulation, the 2020 election. He says he believes this could have shifted a minimum. A minimum of 6 million votes in one direction. A minimum of 6 million votes in one direction. 6 million. Not a little number, folks. This is a lot. It should scare everyone. It should scare everyone because this is how you manipulate and change the outcome of an election. You tell one side to go vote, you tell the other side it doesn't exist. You tell one side, uh, you
3: know, how to register to vote. The other side, you don't say anything. This is big tech. Tracked the effect he says Google has had on this month's presidential election, and he joins us now to explain what he's found. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. What effect do sure. you think, have you measured, of big tech on the voting outcome this month?
0: Well, a couple of things uh, that we've looked at so far. First of all, we... We had 733 field agents in three key swing states this year, uh, Arizona, North Carolina, and Florida, and we preserved more than 500,000 ephemeral experiences. Uh, That's a lot. That's about 30 times more data than we got in 2016. And we're finding a couple of things that are pretty clear. Number one is that Google's search results were strongly biased in favor of liberals and Democrats. This was not true on Bing or Yahoo. The bias was being shown to pretty much every demographic group we looked at, including conservatives. Uh, So in fact, conservatives got slightly more liberal bias in their search results than liberals did. How do you account for that? And then we also found what seems to be a smoking gun that is we found a period of days when the vote reminder on Google's homepage was being sent only to liberals not one of our conservative field agents received a vote reminder during those days the good news is uh, on that fourth day that we were monitoring we went public with some of our findings and Google backed off they literally shut off that manipulation that night and so for four days before the election, they were showing vote reminders to everyone, finally.
2: Can you imagine what the media would do to a conservative company if they would have done this? To a to any major company, the biggest search engine in the world, Google, if they would have done this on behalf of a guy by the name of Donald Trump or George Bush? Can Can you imagine... The calls and demands for hearings, the calls and demands for people to be arrested, the demands for people to stop advertising via Google, the demands for there to be hearings and there to be people that would be fired. There would be a stalking of every board member who allowed this to happen and and chastising them and threatening them and their families and outing them, trying to ruin and destroy their lives. There would be. Uh, mandates for the CEO to be fired of Google for doing this. Meanwhile, in America, no one in the media except for this show, podcast. And Fox News is even mentioning it. And not even all of Fox. I mean, it's Tucker. Millions of votes easily were changed because of Google. And everybody's acting like, yeah, what happened? That is a campaign contribution, which is against the law, the way that the laws are written for Google to do this. It's an in-kind contribution.
3: What effect, and we're thankful that you are apparently the only person monitoring this. It it controls our, our Google single-handedly controls our view of the world, and yet no one seems to care. But what do you... Imagine the effect, what have you measured the effect of this manipulation had on the outcome of the election?
0: Well, there are multiple manipulations here. We were also monitoring YouTube this time and Facebook and Bing and Yahoo. Uh, The bottom line at the moment is that these manipulations, the ones that we've so far quantified, uh, could easily have shifted at least 6 million votes in just one direction. That's the bare minimum at this point that I'm confident of. The maximum, we haven't even begun to, uh, to estimate that yet because we have so much data to look at.
2: Amazing how much that's got to be worth, right? You're the Biden campaign and you've got somebody over there at Google saying, hey, we got your back. Don't worry. We, we got your back. We got this. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. You're going to be just fine. No worries here. No, no, no worries. Everything's going to be okay. We got all these manipulated codes for you. We got, it, we got it taken care of. You don't need to worry. We see Republicans logging on to Google. We won't tell them there's even an election. We see Republicans logging on, Googling certain things. We'll make sure it's hard to find. We see Democrats that are going to vote for you, log on, and we'll be blasting them every day, letting them know that you need to show up show up and vote. You need to register to vote. You need to get out and vote. We got gotcha. you. Everything's cool. Don't worry. It's all going to be okay. Because this is what we do. We're Google. We can control Whatever we need to get controlled, we can control whatever it is that we need to make happen here. We got you covered. It's going to be okay. We got it all taken care of. We're Google. And this is what we do. Marsha Blackburn going to talk about this coming up in just a moment as well. But first, if you want to help the people in Georgia with what's going on there with the Senate election, then you need to join AMAC, the number one conservative organization in the country, for free right now. I'm going to give you a free membership because it's important that we now stand with the people of Georgia, and that we fight to make sure that they have a free and fair election. Uh, Whatever happens in Georgia is what's going to be what's going to happen with the country. What's going to happen in Georgia? is going to decide the fate of an unbelievable amount of legislation. If they're able to win in Georgia, it is over. The Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the White House. So if you are ready to get in on all this action and to fight back and to stand with other conservatives to protect the Senate, join the number one conservative organization in the country right now. It is called AMAC for free. That's right, for free. Call them. Use my name, Ben, when you call them. Uh, or you can go online to BenFreeOnline.com. That's BenFreeOnline.com. www.benfreeonline.com. You can get your free membership to the number one conservative organization in the country, BenFreeOnline.com. That's BenFreeOnline.com. Come and join the number one conservative organization in the country. All right, joining me now to talk about this race in Georgia, also what Google is doing, is U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh, Senator, always a pleasure to chat with you, and I want to start with this new news that we have uh, about Google. We are being told that Google was reminding people to vote days up to the election only those that they knew were Democrats, uh, not those that were Republicans. Then it was exposed and they fixed the glitch. Uh, there's new analysis to believe that that may have had an impact on upwards of six million votes minimum. Uh, when you see big tech only reminding Democrats to vote in the days up to election, not reminding Republicans on purpose in swing states, is that something that the government should get involved with?
1: Well, it's something that we have already begun to review. Last week at the Judiciary Committee, we had the CEOs of Facebook and Google, Jack Dorsey, or Facebook and Twitter, Jack Dorsey from Twitter, and Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. And then uh, prior to the election in October, we had those two plus uh, Google in front of us at the Senate Commerce Committee. Here is what we know is that Facebook, for instance, has a, a software they use, Onava, and it will follow you all across the Internet so that they know who your friends are. They know who, where you go, what you do. We know that Google data mines and that they parse that data, and then they sell that to the highest bidder. In that hearing, that commerce hearing, I asked them, I asked Jack Dorsey from Twitter, who, by the way, censored President Trump over 200 times, never censored Joe Biden, has never censored the Ayatollah for shouting death to America, death to Israel, and not allowing the Iranian people on Twitter. And Twitter never censored Xi Jinping from China, of all places. And they have never um, censored Vladimir Putin, but Donald Trump they censor. So I asked if they shared their information with the Democrat Party. What Jack Dorsey said was, we share information with a lot of different campaigns and entities. Well, guess what, Ben? They're not sharing it with me. They're not sharing it with Republicans But what they are doing is, as you said, they are data mining, and they are then sharing that information with their friends that are working on these Democratic campaigns. So there is something we can do about it. First of all, the Privacy Bill, the Browser Act, that you and I have talked about in times past, that's my legislation to help you, the online consumer, protect your virtual you. And you would have to give your explicit consent for them to data mine you and to share your information. And you would have to opt in. And that would also have one set of privacy rules for the entire internet ecosystem, one regulator, the FTC. So that would address. And then the Section 230, the censorship, I've got legislation on that, and I've been joined by Chairman Wicker and Chairman Graham on that bill, the Online Freedom and Viewpoint Diversity Act, because you have to say, okay, you've got to stop this. And also, if you're going to give this information selectively to one party over another, that is an in-kind contribution. So let's have the FEC look at this.
2: One of the things, and I think you'll understand why I'm asking the question this way, is there are a lot of people that are extremely frustrated right now that there's been a lot of talk and no action while many conservatives have been screaming about what is happening, right, that this is happening, and saying, I'm getting shut down. You know, my reach before the election, and this is just me personally uh, was down eighty percent by Facebook's own stats. They give you your stats. The number of, right. of likes was down ninety-seven percent. Uh, some of our stats were down hundreds of percent and thousands of percent in the weeks leading up to the election. We we have over you know one point two million people that follow us. We literally some days couldn't even get six hundred people to watch us when we went live days before the election. Immediately after the election, the numbers started getting somewhat better, but it was obvious that we were throttled and suffocated and our information was not going to get out. We also lost the ability to advertise because of these people that come after you for, you know, saying you have fake news or partially fake news. Uh, We got got hit with, quote, fake news because we did a show talking about the election results and two days later they hit us with fake news because they said that news that we did two days ago was old. You can't make this up. I'm like, well, the show was two days ago. We did this show That's two right. days ago. Yeah. So the concern is Donald Trump is not president, Joe Biden's president. They're going to get to control us for the foreseeable future because how do we get this legislation moving forward? And why is it taken so long to actually get something done? You, and I think you understand the reason why I'm asking it that way. It's people are like, I hear them and I see them yelling, and, and I'm glad they are at Facebook and Twitter. But it's almost like Twitter doesn't even care anymore because they think you guys aren't going to win. We know we've got, you, we've got you down. We can do whatever we want when there's a Biden administration.
1: Well, a couple of points on that. Number one, this is why it's imperative that Republicans win these two races in, in Georgia and that we retain control of the Senate. Second, it was in 2012 that I chaired the privacy working group in the House. We got bipartisan agreement on the bill, which evolved into the Browser Act. And Big Tech called Nancy Pelosi while we were marking that bill up in committee and pulled every Democrat off that bill. And then it takes bipartisan agreement. And people until recently have not realized how egregious the these companies are. And then in the past couple of years, they have begun to talk about Section 230. Then three years ago in the House, I started working on Section 230 reform, saying censorship, blocking, throttling, shadow banning is a real problem and we need to clean this up. But there are people that did not see it as the problem that you and I see it to be, and as others have finally realized it is. Now, the privacy bill that we are moving forward now finally has bipartisan support. That would stop the data mining. That would put an end to how they have built their business models for the social media giants. And I fully believe that we've got a shot at passing that legislation before the end of the year. I feel good about where we are with that, because now everybody agrees that the data mining and the um, the search, the selling your data, uh, profiting off of that through Google Business and Google Ads and those things is out of control. And it's also why DOJ they have a lawsuit. Uh, an antitrust suit against Google that is working its way through the system.
2: Is big tech going to be able to, to manipulate and get away with what they're doing right now, or what they just did in this presidential election in Georgia, where you Google things and you don't get to see things? You, you Google things and it doesn't happen, right? If you, if you if they had a massive impact, I, I think it's pretty clear they could have the same type of impact in this election which is gonna have a huge impact on what could happen with the entire Senate.
1: Well you're exactly right about that because whomever wins the two Georgia seats is going to be controlling the Senate. We have fifty seats, they have forty eight. If it is a tie then the the president of the Senate who is also the vice president if that were to be Biden if he were to be the eventual winner it would be Kamala Harris. If President Trump finds a pathway and is declared the winner, it would be Mike Pence. So it's imperative that we win these two seats in Georgia. Now, one of the things we do know with big tech, they push the envelope as far as they can until we slap their hands and get their attention. And we've done a pretty good job of getting their attention. And then, you know, I've worked tirelessly on an issue i'll give you a great example of this Mailchimp, who handles the mail for facebook you know when you're on facebook you do not own your list and women for trump and amy kramer who runs that organization
2: yeah they got shut they down it was unbelievable
1: america first that's right and i have worked now for over a week trying to get this mail opened up for them. I was working with Amy yesterday because we have to get the message out to stop the steal on these elections, to force the issue of these state legislatures putting in place uh, new restrictions and new laws so that these county election commissions have to clean up these voter rolls. Now, we do know some of that is happening (coughs) pardon me, right now in Georgia. And if they're going to do mail-out ballots, they cannot be mailing ballots to people that have been dead for 12 years or 14,000 people that live outside the state and allowing them to vote in that election. So there are some positive developments on cleaning up those voter rolls. Uh, the way they're going to verify signatures There's some positive developments there. There is some positive development, but not enough on dealing with big tech. Dealing with big tech is going to require passing a bill on privacy that will force them to rework their business model and then also reining them in on censorship by reforming Section 230. Look, and next, time, like you, next that, time you have
2: Zuckerberg in front of him, I, I'm not joking. If you want the perfect example, uh, and we were talking about this the other day, you know, they, they basically, if they decide that you, they don't like anymore, they will come after you. Uh, we have a, I have a barbecue restaurant. There's not a single political post on there. There is nothing on there that's that's inauthentic. We got noticed uh, the other day that your page is, quote, at risk of being unpublished. Your page is at risk of being restricted or unpublished for repeated violations against our standards on, quote, inauthentic behavior. Your page may also experience reduced distribution. Now, the only reason why they come after a barbecue restaurant page is, is because it's connected to me and my show. Then we get another alert that says your page has reduced distribution other restrictions because of repeated sharing of false news. How is a picture of a barbecue sandwich false news? But this is what they do. They take your address and they say, we're going to shut down everything connected to you and suffocate you to death, including a barbecue sandwich picture. That is how big tech silenced all of us, whether it's me or my good friend Mark Levin.
1: Well, precisely, and I have had them do that to me and my family. My daughter and I wrote a children's book on women's suffrage and celebrating women's suffrage. This is a children's historical book called Camilla Can Vote. My daughter put it on her Instagram, her personal Instagram, to let friends know that the book was published. This was back in the spring. Instagram blocked her not once, not twice, three times. So I know exactly what you're talking about because they will block anything. So we we have asked them. I've asked them. Ted Cruz has asked them. Josh Hawley has asked them. Do you make lists? And do you follow people around the internet? They say no, but we do know they use that software and they follow and they build out these connections and they own this list. And you have heard me say time and again, ask the question, who owns the virtual you? Because let me tell you something, it is not you. And until enough people get behind me, where I have been pushing big tech since 2012 to deal with privacy, to deal with Section 230 reform, we're not going to get this cleaned up. And the Democrats have got to stop protecting big tech, and consumers need to demand it. And it doesn't matter what your political stripe is, you need to demand that if they are an information service, if they are the new public square, then they need to be fair. And they need to accept that we're going to put some regulation on them to protect consumers and to restrict them. Because, Ben, even the public square has a cop on the beat to make certain that people abide by the law.
2: No no doubt about that. Last question for you. i got about a minute and a half. For people that are listening, what can they do to actually get involved and help in Georgia?
1: They What they can do to get involved and help in Georgia is go to Senator Kelly Leffler's website and David Perdue's website and sign up that they will make calls. And then they need to be as active as they can contacting their friends and their acquaintances that live in Georgia and getting them to early
2: vote. Senator Blackburn, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today and laying some of this out. I wish you luck in this legislation. It's going to be an uphill battle uh, with the Biden regime. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and I'll leave it at that tonight. By the way, for all you guys that are listening, if you're taking a day or two off, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, make sure you check back in with our podcast uh, but again, I want to say thank you to all of you guys for listening and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. What is a Fisher House?
1: If I had a chance to talk to the Fisher family, I would start crying because I can't articulate how much it meant to us. The Fisher House is a comfort home for military and veteran families to stay in at no
3: charge. Allowing the family to be together to support their loved one during a medical crisis.
1: It's enough to help you thrive through these hard situations.
3: Go to
0: fisherhouse.org for more info and how you might help. That's FisherHouse.org. Right now, command the season at Hurson's Kia. If you're looking for a new Kia, Hurson's has 0% financing and leases
2: starting at $129 per month. Check them out at hursonskia.com.